Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. Culture Club. Money FM 89.3. Good evening. It's the evening runway. Elliot Dank and Timothy going to Tian with you. Time now for Culture Club. You know, there is another cause of heart attack. And it's not just poor diet and cholesterol. These days, it's the price of food. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Not just food, but I think produce also. Yeah, the, the good the ones. The cost huh? of even the bad ones, not so good ones, are now more expensive than, well, what I remember before. And why, why should nourishing your body come with such a heavy price? Tim, what do you think? I don't know. You know, it's like the same old question. It was asked before, should pharmaceutical companies profit from our health or diseases? Yeah. It's the same thing with food. Yeah. Should food producers profit from something that is so essential in life? And then, you know, if you get the ones that are from other parts of the world, by the time it reaches you, it is, it's maybe got preservatives just to keep it fresh, mm-hmm. whole lot of plastic, which, you know, you're just going to end up throwing away. Creates another problem altogether. Oh, I'm eating healthy, but I'm destroying the place that I eat. Uh, yeah, that's another thing. And I think eat local, eat whatever yeah, your, yeah. your your country, your region produces is the most organic way of eating. Well, our next guest, a Japanese fertilizer company, Chitose Agriculture, is importing the farming techniques right to our local farms instead. So you're able to get that fresh Japanese produce. How about that? Planted and grown in Singapore? Let's find out more. Justin Lim, Regional Business Development Manager for Chitose Agriculture. Justin, good evening. How are you? Good evening all. Good evening. Tell us a little (laughs) bit about the company. So the company Chitose, Chitose Group actually, it's actually a company in Japan, the parent company. So it's actually a biotechnological firm, biotech firm. Yeah, so they use biotechnological practices to mm-hmm. actually come up with different technologies to head towards a vision and a mission of a sustainable agriculture, which is, I mean, what I'm doing, Chitose Agriculture. Yeah. Ah, okay. So what kind of technology are we talking about here? Basically, I mean, off the back for the public, it's basically uh, crop rotation. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've heard of that. Yeah. There's crop rotation, sometimes there's these natural predators, right? Instead of using chemical pesticides, Mm -hmm. we use natural predators, which is other insects, which will attack the pests. So you use other natural (laughs) predators to attack the predators that attack your produce? To attack the pests. To to protect your produce? Yeah, to protect your produce, yes. So so you've collaborated with a couple of uh, artisan farms as well, all over Japan and uh, Cameron Highlands. Curious about the collaboration, the difference between working with a farm in Japan and Cameron Highlands. Well, all in all, the company's mission and vision is uh, towards a sustainable agriculture. And farming is actually one of the very ancient, you know, ancient ways since like what, Mm -hmm. 5,000, 3,000 years ago and everything. So we need to, I mean, the whole intention of sustainable agriculture is to have something that can sustain, that can last for the next thousand years. Of course, that is thousand years, right? Mm. But let's draw it back a little bit. Something that can last for the 10 years, 20 years, 50, 100 years into the future without destroying the land, where these practices, these cultures are still relevant 100 years from now, actually. So these technologies that we are trying to, that we are adopting, natural predators, UVC lambs, these ways, they, they can actually protect the land the crops are growing, right? So these practices can still be 
you know, passed on to the next generation. The next generation can still taste strawberries like this, can still savor tomatoes mm-hmm. like this in a natural way. Instead of, I mean, I know it's actually very famous, uh, urban farming and all these mm-hmm. things. Right. Yeah. Okay, Justin, my question is, if you were using technology, biotechnology, Mm -hmm. as you said, and innovations in this field to grow produce, would you still consider the produce as naturally grown? In a way, yes, it is, because these ways are... Okay. Let I mean, me, let, let, let me, let's just go back to yeah, you were talking yeah. about using some sort of light to grow instead of probably natural sunlight when there is yep. no natural sunlight. Exactly. Is that mm-hmm. going? Because from my understanding, where I well, not where I come from, but from the farms that I've seen, they're very proud of you know the sun sweetening their produce and their produce ripening you know right there in the farm before being picked. And that's not what you know the the industrial world does these days, right? You pick kind of before it ripens and to get the produce to the market as early as possible. So if you're using this kind of method, is still is that still going to be natural? Okay, so to grow a crop, okay, the beauty of it is that we need. Sunlight. sunlight. You yes. need the nutrients. It's basically a conversion of the biomass, the microbes, mm-hmm. fermentation, all these things to produce the fruit or maybe even just a plant or vegetables, a plant, right? So for the, for example, strawberries is the fruit. Mm-hmm. So sunlight is a very important component of it and uh, therefore photosynthesis. Right. So for areas where sunlight is a bit scarce, mm-hmm. so sometimes you may need to employ something like that, UV lamps, because they need some energy right and the next part about it is i mean just to elaborate a little bit more on sustainable agriculture so nutrients as i mentioned before if you keep on growing the crop at the same time i mean i mean over and over again uh, over the same piece of land Mm -hmm. the nutrients in that land would diminish and when these nutrients diminish conventionally farmers apply fertilizers nitrogen right and so sustainable agriculture, or rather what we are trying to do, is to introduce this in a natural way. So by fermentation, we have biomass, by composting, these are actually natural. But of course, we are trying to aid these natural processes. Because if you leave it 100% to nature, these processes will take a very long time, is it? Yeah. Justin, uh, if I were to have dinner with you with a group of friends, <laughs> everyone would say you're the smartest person in the room. It sounds <laughs> complicated. It sounds like there's a lot of care and technique put into this. Does it mean that your produce will be more expensive? Huh? Uh, <laughs> price point, I would say it's competitive. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that it is more expensive. <laughs> but I think the competitive main idea what? here... Uh, competitive to what you can find in the market. So, for example, uh, I mean, just a little tidbit. So, now it's in December. December is period Usually, for, produce is more expensive at this time of the year. I mean, it depends on what produce you're talking about. Okay. So, uh, let's say strawberries. I mean, the farm is actually famous for strawberries. Okay. So, strawberries in December, from December to somewhere March and April next year, this is where you have more strawberries from Japan, mm-hmm. from Korea. But because these are seasonal, these follows the season, the weather, the climate of the growing country, mm. right? So, in a way, you can only have Japan, Japanese strawberries during this period, Korean mm. strawberries during this period. Yeah. So, for us, we because we're growing Cameron Highlands and the weather, the climate, these are actually very helpful. It's the most suitable or adaptable to based on the techniques that you're employing is, is correct. what you're saying, right? Okay. Yes, okay. and we have them to supply all year round. So, we are looking for ways to circumvent this reliance on extra chemicals and pesticides and, and all these nutrients and all. So we're trying to find other ways, alternative ways, safer, mm-hmm. healthier ways to grow the produce. 
Okay. Are, are you working with the Singapore government in terms of the food security? And in some sense, it's almost locally grown, even though it's at Cameron Highlands, which is technically quite nearby. <laughs> there were some talks. There were some talks. Uh, I mean, there was my, my, my colleagues were doing it uh, probably mm. a couple of years back. You know? But of course, we, we kept the channel open. We, we are willing to you know, look into it and go for discussions again. Yeah. All right. With everything that we've discussed, I like how there's a lot of emphasis on the sustainability angle. You're still able to get that fresh produce and it in turn keeps the price point competitive. What then is Chitose's vision for the future? Where does the company see itself going, especially in 2024? Mm, 2024. To us, 2024 is it just next year, right? I mean, uh, it, 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 for, for us, it's really a short, a, a short-term thing. So, the overarching thing is more long-term plan, actually, for us is to have to develop technologies that can last probably 10 years, 50, 100 years into the future, maybe even 1,000 years. That's why the word Chitose, Chitose basically means a millennium, 1,000. Uh, so mm. overarchingly, for us, they would, the companies, one of the mission is to try and educate people, letting people know, oh, mm-hmm. growing produce is not as simple as, oh, I just put the seeds inside and I just put some soil and then I just water it and feed some nutrients and watch it grow with sunlight. That's all. It's more than that. It's something, for us, it's something about sustainability, sustainable agriculture. So, I think it's a step-by-step thing. So, next year, it's more of to, for us, it's actually to open the market, Mm. spread the awareness. Yeah, and little by little, we will do that. Yeah. And I think one of the things that will make agriculture and produce sustainable for the rest of the population is really to try to keep prices low no matter what happens. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I guess technology is a servant in that sense, right, yeah. Justin? Yeah, I mean, we have to look for alternative sources or rather alternative methodologies, actually, to try and achieve the same target. Because at the end of the day, what is it we yeah. need when we are doing agriculture? We want to have the produce at the end, right? Exactly. But apart from having that, the, the idea of it is, what about the next year or 10 years later or 50 years later, mm. would, would, would this still be available? So I think the sustainability part comes in yeah. because growing it this year yeah. may not mean I can grow it 10 years later yeah, or maybe exactly. 100 years later. So we, we have to keep a balance in this. So of course, market is one, mm. but uh, education, awareness actually is more important. Yeah, this All right. We've been speaking with Justin Lib, who is Regional Business Development Manager for Chitose Agriculture. Uh, Justin, thank you for your time. Take care. Have a great weekend ahead. Thank you very much. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.